Uh, it's time for the podcast. And you know what that means. A glass of vino, your favorite local beer, or of course, your favorite non-alcoholic bevy consumed ethically. So go on, indulge us. That's right. Leave us a review, share it with your mates, or sign up and just enjoy the no dickhead policy. Sparky Coach, energizing your business to say the least. Excuse me, sir. Is this El Clinico Magnifico? Ah, you saw our bus ad. Okay. No, I think we should probably go tropical with this thing. Uh-huh. Like sand from wall to wall. I know a great sand guy would get at a price. Yeah. Welcome to the Sparky Coach Podcast. I'm Cam. This is Crowey. Hi, guys. Uh, got a bit of a theme for the uh, to kick off the year. Bit of a series, bit of a mini series called uh, Keep the, It Simple. The Keep It Simple series, and I guess you could almost have the catchphrase "Make business great again." <laughs> <laughs> the caption on order. Yeah, yeah. Caption on order. Uh, yeah, trademark. Uh, make make uh, 2024 great again. Yeah. And I think the way that 2024 is going to be great is by keeping it simple. Yeah. So keeping it simple, we're going to kick off around keeping it simple. With your people and the key to this is your clients yeah so i mean keep it simple for us is going to focus on three areas people numbers and product so your people skills got to be there uh your numbers got to be there and your products got to be there and i think you know it's funny to even talk about but no matter how good your product and your checklist no matter how good the text message on the way to site no matter how good your job costing and measuring spreadsheets or job management system set up, no matter how good your price book is and the ease of quote, if you've got a ground plan into the moon, <laughs> into your job management system, into a text message, into your 3210 straight through snake one, straight to the client, <laughs> right? You can have the sickest automation set up. You can have the best staff members. You, you're going to have the sexiest staff members. Best looking wrapped the, vehicles on the, in the region. Yeah, the best roof racks ever. Yeah, They've got three uniform. of these. They're 200 kilo rated, man. <laughs> you can have the sickest rims. Yes, yeah. 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 Could be lowered maybe. Or lift kit. On, you can have a fully beam. lowered high ace yeah. just for the car parks. And the chicks, but mainly the, many of the car parks <laughs> for the mainies. Do mainies so yeah. you, you can have all the gear and no idea, so to speak. You can have the best of everything, but let's face it. If you don't have clients, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. Like your business is made up and we're talking about people and people take twofold for me. Um, boys and girls, <laughs> no, no, people take twofold. Um, oh, oh, now that's oh, a controversial that's a, that's topic. A, I'm not even going to go. I didn't even mean to go there. Yeah, <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Um, so, so people take twofold for me: staff and clients. And it's like we wanted to start from the bottom. Now we're here. Start from the top. Here we are. Uh, the most important thing is clients. Clients, yeah. Well, clients give you everything because it gives you. Or your staff. They give you the have, reason for the job management system, the um, reason for the staff, the reason for the rims, it gives you the reason for the manies. Because you can have all the gear, like we said, but if you've got nothing to do, all that gear, all that talent, all that expertise is just parked in the driveway, essentially, or sitting in the office. Yeah. So, so talking about clients and just the emphasis, I mean, so many people, um, the big thing that comes to mind for me with clients is making sure you're working for the right kind of clients, 100%. not the tire kickers. And, but you've got to start somewhere and sometimes you just got to get moving. So a great, like it's evolving. I think through anyone's journey in, um, in an electrical business, it's an evolving process, um, evolving clientele. And what you'll find over time is that probably the bulk 
percentage wise. So if you were to split up your type of work that you're doing, it could be like, hey, we do 50% of residential service and maintenance and 50% of commercial maintenance, or we do 50% commercial um, fit outs, and then the rest of it's just everything else. But then over time, you generally find you shift and sway. And then you'll end up finding a sweet spot. Like we we know for a fact, a couple of our members now, um, they used to do a bit of everything, um, but now they're really niched into certain areas. You know, a, a couple of guys, they're just 100% project. That's all they do. Um, 100% maybe residential, custom home focused, 100% commercial um, style focus. So like government projects, hospitals, schools, um, all those sorts of bits and pieces. But it's an ever evolving door and probably let's just start in the very beginning. If you are just by yourself or just got a small team, that there is an element of you do sort of have to take what you can get to a point. But I know you've got some really key thoughts around this. Um, yeah. You, you don't like the tie kickers. No, you take what you get, but there's also an element of like, but I, it's just anyone who's willing to pay the bills. I think that probably sums up, um, you know, not like obviously there's, super frustrating clients as high maintenance clients but like generally speaking if someone's picking up what you're putting down if someone's picking up your rates or your quotes or whatever that's great and you're not gonna um i don't know like you just gotta we literally had a chat this morning with someone going like whoever's willing to to pay that invoice that's been that's discussed from the quote is probably your ideal client at this point this person was starting out and um and you know they, everyone wants the commercial maintenance when they start out or or the bakery or yeah. the school the government, the government and if you relation chances are it's not going to happen you know or if it does happen there'd be a significant relationship you knew from an old company or there'd be like oh my dad was doing work with these people or my mom's best friend is here and i got chipped in somehow but generally speaking you have to start somewhere and it's okay you just got to get moving mm. you know it's an age-old thing you know your first podcast isn't going to be that good no, <laughs> yeah that nice. one sounded like it was recorded on a on the moon <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's got to start somewhere yeah. and we all have probably our um ideal or avatar or dream sort of client that we're after and it's great to have those goals um that you probably will eventually achieve more than likely if you keep working towards what you're after but i think um you do need to take an element of who of what you can get and who's going to pay the bills one thing i think really important here is that the way that you go about getting them is only going to really come in two ways um and it's either going to be through relationships that you have or it's going to be through advertising and getting your name out there and it really depends on the type of client um, that you're going to be looking for whether you're going for paid ones or whether you're going for relationships one it really depends on where you are and where you're based so i know where you started your business was where you grew up so you had a lot of relationships there where i started my business i didn't grow up there and i'd been absent from the area for a number of years living overseas and interstate where did you grow up and things like I grew up in brisbane ah bris vegas yeah or yeah. brizzy so i was there yesterday two days ago two days ago yeah. so it's really interesting i find that um you know we can have these uh thoughts in our head that we're after this particular type of person or hey this is who we we want to really be doing work for and that's great but ultimately to begin with um you probably can't be that picky and that choosy, but what you need to do is have a really solid sort of uh, self sort of foundation on what you're going to accept and what you know what you will accept because that will then lead you down the type of uh, client that you are after. Because if you're working for someone who is 
after the cheap person. Generally speaking, they're going to refer you to cheap friends, um, so to speak. So you still keep going down that path where if you can get yourself in with a uh, customer who is a, uh, you know, wealthy or they uh, have good connections or they are willing to pay a price um, for the exceptional work that you're doing, they then talk and then their friends generally have sort of the same standards. Did I ever tell you I did work for this guy? Um... I think he was my friend's dad or father-in-law or something, pretty obscure relationship, and um, sent him this invoice. <laughs> it was like 450 bucks for a bit of NVN work or some lead-in conduit. So I, was, I can't remember exactly. And he called me and just lost it. And, um, and I was like, this is exactly what we said. And, and it was interesting because it was all about the travel being charged, uh, okay. small job, which could I have communicated better? Probably. So anytime that something like that happens, always look to myself and be like, what could have I done better? Because why did the car, why why was he not oh, expecting the 450, got the 450 and he's blown up? Like what could I have done differently? Chances are a couple of things at that stage early on in business. But I remember he just like kind of lost it. And obviously he was like, you don't know any people I know. Like I'm going to pass you on to all my, I'm not going to pass you to my friends and families. And I rare moment of cracking for me. I don't crack a lot in, in, in that work front. And I was like, I just said, I think I might've said, mate, you know, I was like, mate, if, if like, I don't want the people you're going to pass me on to, like, this is going to be tire kicker 101. Um, probably didn't say the word tire kicker, but like, it's just a good, not every client is an ideal client. So work out who you sort of want to work with. And chances are you're paying for your, uh, you're paying for your clients with your time or your money. You're either hustling, like calling, warm calling, cold calling, um, or you're paying for advertising, be it Google ads, Facebook ads, um, giant, giant billboard, fly. driving through the, driving <laughs> through the mainie. Yeah, radio, interesting. So we just put out this Finding Work Bible last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, weeks whatever, ago, yeah. about a month ago, and that's just everything you can do for lead generation or finding work or whatever you sort of want to call it. But I want to encourage you don't overcomplicate it. It's not complicated. Uh, it should be the simplest thing in business. Like who do you want to work with? Okay, sweet. Let's list the people who can give us repeat work, like the toddler theory, you know, your toddler's not questioning where the meal comes from the meals just on the table like oh thank god <laughs> thank god for find whoever put this day. here yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't even know who put this here uh so it's like find someone who can give you repeat work and i think starting my business i was so fortunate enough to have friends that were landscapers and builders and um you know just like all of that nature where say let's say a builder gets a job they give it to you so you do the renovation or the bathroom reno or the kitchen reno and don't despise small beginnings as well on this. Yeah. So I know like if you've come out of working for someone else on the high-end home, you're probably not going to walk straight into a high-end home contract or cost plus arrangement or whatever. So it's like you've got to start somewhere. And you're generally going to start off on a lot smaller stuff, you know. You might change your PowerPoint. Dollars. Yeah, yeah, and hundreds of dollars. I used to work on the really big stuff. Yeah, you can have your ego attached to that or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but you've just got to be like the bathroom renovation, the builder doing the bathroom renovation usually leads to a kitchen renovation usually to like a extension then it goes upstairs and it goes new build and it goes high and resi so it's like if the builder's motivated um or the client's motivated the landscaper's motivated whoever the plumber the aircon person whoever you're working with um for the aircon people as well uh sparkies are your clients yeah you know for the sparkies uh aircon, also our yeah aircon people like unless they're doing both 
But yeah, you don't, don't like for the solar people or the thermal imaging people doing a lot of that stuff, don't underestimate Sparky's level two as well. Like that's your target market. Just don't take their work, you, you know, <laughs> but like if you can be nice enough about it and create the reputation, if you're a level two or certified level two, this is New South Wales. You guys don't even have it, do you? No, no. Yeah. So if you're outside of New South Wales, probably two, go, yeah. what's this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but yeah, so don't underestimate like you, you, if you're niched out, your market can actually be sparkies if you're home automation your market can actually be sparkies like we didn't do aircon we didn't do we did solar later in life um didn't do home automation and so we're looking for partnerships around there what's your thoughts on referral marketing um so in the sense of building out a a network i suppose you want to call it uh, a network and building up like a referral base of people who give you work i think it's amazing um way to do things in referral marketing in the sense that there's kickbacks or there's trade-offs or there's brown paper bags if you're the sydney roosters for example um yeah like, I, i'll touch your bum if you touch mine uh, i've never been a part of it um yeah. i've never really been involved in it i've got mates who work in finance um in, in insurance sectors and things like that it's, it's a really big part of it like there's a clip along the way so i've sort of always found it um I guess I haven't been exposed to it as much, so it's sort of not something I'm familiar with. I've always probably been a little bit uncomfortable with it also, just because I think in the trade game, the your reputation sort of um, precedes everything. So yeah, if, I, well, if I'm working yeah. for a client and I'm like, hey, I've got a couple of, um, they're, like, they're like, hey, do you know anyone I need the flooring done? I need a plumber. And it's like, hey, I've got um, right, Tate, I've got, Podsy, I've got Carlos, there's a few guys come in, the painter, et cetera. I can get these guys in and they just do a sweet job that that's enough because then that person, like the customer we've worked for, then tells all of their friends and family about the, the people who did the work there. But then in turn, so the painter goes here and the plumber goes here. Then if I meet it on them, it just goes back. So it's like a bit of a circle of life. Um, that's how I sort of feel about Did it. Just reference the Lion King, maybe, <laughs> Elton John. Maybe. Uh, that's a great. Uh, yeah, I, Does that yeah. Make sense? No, I feel like authenticity and reputation were were big. Yeah. But I, I get it's very common. I mean, referral marketing for the sense of like. Uh, so we had we had chef Tom from Rylek. We gave him so much work on the home automation front. Um, never got a dollar from you, you bastard. <laughs> no, uh, but, uh, but I didn't ask. And and I think because because for me, uh, I mean, if any, if someone came to me and said like, we get it in coaching, people like, hey, can you refer this product? And I'm like, if I don't use your product, I'm not gonna refer it and like you couldn't pay me enough to risk my reputation yeah. for some, like so even if so if, if a plumber came to me and said hey i'll give you some give us some money give us some sweet cash at cashish i'd be like i'm not gonna refer you if i don't trust you i'm not gonna refer you if you're gonna damage my relationship and i'm not gonna refer you if, I, if you're gonna damage my reputation so it's like for me that was first and foremost you know a uh, hundred bucks is not as good as a long-term client and if i refer say shout out to Tommy legend top yeah. guy uh if I refer him and he did his thing and he did it well I look better yes. so that was what I was a big believer of and I just think anyone you're passing on numbers to like you're risking your reputation if something goes south so there's a big trust element there mm. you know they're going to be late are they going to be on time are they not going to answer their phone Chances it's a reflection of you 
that no matter how you yeah it's an extension it, of your arm yeah yeah really like anyone you pass on to anyone is, is an extension of your arm so it's like that's really interesting so i've never dabbled in it for money sense yeah. uh, but i know a lot of other industries it's pretty part and parcel oh, so pretty yeah, common. common and not saying something good can't come of it but you just got to be careful like I would say, be, I would say tread carefully. With you would it. say be um, prepared, like Scar. Yeah, never <laughs> what? Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I, I, I've got a, a thought around clients, um, and I know you're really big on this, Crowy. Is that I genuinely feel that relationships trump everything. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate trump card. Lots of Donald Trump references. This, Maybe, uh, yeah, we're making. Oh, Sparky's great. <laughs> uh, so I think relationships trump everything because referencing a little bit what you said before is that when you start off, um, you, you buy yourself or you maybe have an apprentice or let's just say you're a small team working for, um, let's just say you're in with a builder and he's just doing some extensions and some renovations. So doing the, doing the odd deck here, maybe doing blowing out the um, couple of windows and putting some bifolds in, you know, just you know, maybe 10 or 20 small jobs a year. Um, what happens is over time is those small jobs become mediums job, medium jobs, which then become uh, full-blown renovation jobs, which then become full-blown um, extensions um, or going up a level or going out. And then eventually they will become uh, full-blown new builds potentially, depending on what avenue they go down. But eventually they're going to be either full renovation, full extension, um, or alteration or full new build. And what happens is all you need to do is literally jump on that sleigh, um, referencing some Christmas <laughs> yeah. the time of year. Yeah. Um, literally, you. so your business will grow with the relationship clients you have as their businesses grow. And the only thing that allows that growth to occur is time. So there is an element of patience that's required. And I can reference like myself personally, couple of people that we work with they started off with you know one or two like generally builders have a bit more a few more people because you can't lift an i-beam by yourself so they always have a team to start with but we would do small renos and small little extensions and now with a couple of them all they do is new builds that's it custom yeah that type finish so they used to get chipped in so the general consensus is they one of their friends one of the first someone in your friendship group will become pretty wealthy like usually maybe one or two or three and they will pay that builder or, or that relationship will lead that builder to that cost plus job high end and once they get that reputation they're done forever so if you can jump in the uber and go along for the car the car ride yeah, yeah and i think that's what i underestimated the organic growth of your existing clients everyone's like looking for new clients and we want to encourage you like no matter where you're sitting clients are well, people like, like clients and staff members are, are the lifeblood of your business. You don't have clients, you don't, you can't have staff. So it's like what you, what you can be so thankful for when you first land a new client, you can become quite frustrated with like, after a while. So be careful on the frustration matrix. Also want to reference what you said about reputation. Uh, no, sorry about relationships. Hopefully you're listening to this and be like, I've got some people that give me repeat work, or I've got a good client base or whatever. Now, I hope that if I was to cold call your people or, you know, CRM's people or whatever, that they'd be like, oh, thanks, we're, we're using someone already. You know, like like if you call, if I called Raquel and said, hey, Raquel, I want to go for dinner. <laughs> She's like, actually, I'm seeing someone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like is he any good, bud? <laughs> is he as good looking as me? So it's like, hopefully you're doing such a good job that 
um, with your existing clients that there's not a door open for someone to get into. And that's what you've got to reference. There's hungry competitors out there, just like you're hungry yourself. And you're essentially um, one poor invoice, one overcooked quote, not maybe one, but maybe one, two or three in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, I was speaking to someone Poor the other experience day. Overall. Yeah, speaking to someone the other day and they made a bit of a mistake at this sort of client's house and then when they invoice, they charge 70 bucks for one meter of 2.5 on the job management system. So it was like, but there was um, 70 meters. So it was like a $5,000 materials bill. Oh. And you've got to think like when you're invoicing a lot of clients you're invoicing their admin team and if there's that trust relationship there they're like oh whatever cam sends through just pay it you know um and it's just maybe on the off chance they check the bill and they're like this guy's been trying to stitch me up the whole time so be really careful about like that's why all that stuff matters like sending invoices checking invoices it's about the relationship yeah. and maintaining that relationship and maintaining the trust in that relationship and having that open communication. And yeah, like, so cold calling can be, it's a way of it finding way work, of finding, lead generation, definitely. but the relationship card trumps absolutely everything, you know? And if you can build those relationships and focus up on those relationships, and if you can make sure the clients, the clients like your top priority, in my head, it's like the client, did they have a good experience with me? How can I make the experience better? Um, do you ever ask your clients what you could do better? Uh, yeah, we communicate with them and see how they, how, how it's going along and how, how's it all, how, how their experience has been. And you sometimes get a good feedback, gen, a bit of feedback. Um, generally speaking, um, I find with, with the client side of things, you will only ever get pulled up when there's an issue. Mm. you very rarely are going to be praised all the time. Like you get your thanks and all that sort of stuff along the way, but it's not like a massive big, like making a big deal of it. The deal made out of having a poor experience is larger than not. And I can always, always put down to a poor experience with the client, how it is based around us making an error through poor communication, um, sending out uh, invoicing correctly or just, dropping the ball somewhere along the line. Very, very rarely has it been the customer's um, or the client's issue. And there's one final thing here I want to sort of touch on with clients are based around the relationship side of things. Is With your client, you want to get people who you want to work with. Let's, let's be honest and let's put that down straight away. And I found pretty much um, you get them the two ways we spoke about. You either get them through advertising or you get them through relationship. But then regardless of how you get them, they all then fall under relationship clients because you build the relationship with people and you get to know them and you find out, you know, their partner's names, where they live, where their kids go to school, all those sorts of things. So it becomes quite a, a personal relationship and people really like that. Um, and I think every relationship is different, right? So I've had a lot of people be like, oh, we don't want to work for this type of person, or this particular client because that they seem needy. Um, or they're always needy or, you know, they're a bit disorganized and things like that. And I sort of flip the script on that sometimes and think, okay, well, do they give you a large volume of work or a continual stream of work? If that's a yes, okay, cool. Do they pay their bills all the time? Yes. Um, so the inconvenience of maybe asking for variations at the last minute or the inconvenience of um, having to communicate with them regularly or the so perceived, uh, these are probably all perceived, Inconveniences like, oh, I have to go to site triple the time, I have to go with our other, you know, main builder or something like that. To me, they're all perceived issues within yourself 
when in fact this person's giving you a lot of work and all they all they're asking in return is a little bit probably more project management because a they're either a bit disorganized um, or b that's just the way they roll like they make last minute changes um, and generally speaking people I find who have last minute who do a lot of last minute changes generally have a large amount of money in their bank account so they're not fussed about that so what you need to do there is then change your mindset around it say um, around the um, the client and be like well they're happy for us to do the work so they're happy to be billed a bit more so rather than looking at them as an inconvenience look at them as more billable hours that's that's simply the way I look at it it's really really simple it's like well we just need to throw two more guys on the job to capture all the bits and pieces they want done at the last minute which in turn equals more billable hours that's a really simple analogy I look at. Well, it goes back to what we sort of talking about before about how what you can be so thankful for, you can be so ungrateful for in the future, personally and professionally. So, you know, when you're first in a new relationship, you're like, oh, that's so cute, cool, cool. After 20 years, you're like, it's starting to annoy me. <laughs> you know, like, but it's like, you got to remember. So the clients, when you first get that new client, it's you in that sort of honeymoon stage, yeah, like, like oh, I'm so sorry, babe, I didn't mean that. Like, I love you so much. Yeah, there's excellent finger paintings. Like, you're just frothing so hard, and any callback is is oh, there's no drama, and they're like, oh, how good's how good's Crow to work with? He's so chill. And then and then it's like over time that can become frustrating. Like, like oh, they're always almost? changing their mind, yeah. or now I now the schedules. That I often found when I was really busy. It was I could take it out on the client because it's like that one extra day or three extra days or that job being ready next week that I didn't know about. <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? Like, you know, like are you? I don't, I'm not like. Or are there? I, for me, this is massive. When I started just booking in the cut out and fit off after rough in, so I used to basically rough in, walk away, go to a million other jobs, and then they'd call me for cutout and I'm like, what do you mean the cutouts next week? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two weeks time. yeah. but I'm like, I <laughs> hadn't factored, I hadn't factored the cutout. Like but you've got to preempt things. You've got to preempt the cutout. You've got to touch base on the Causey Friday with your clients and be like, what's coming up? What do I need to know? Like get, give me some Intel and I'll get it sort of booked in. You need to be aware of what's going on. There's always going to be those um, unforeseen emergencies. That's fine. But try and predict what is predictable and try and just otherwise too much is if you're living week to week too much is unpredictable and it puts a really heavy strain upon you but um be often found when i was really busy i could really take it out I on think the client or really yeah or, or stressed about something or like you know they were behind on an invoice or i was late in invoicing or whatever so it's like always never take it out on people the people around you you know make sure you if you're if you're frustrated try and work out what you're frustrated about it's probably something quite simple like there's a bad debt or a large a debt backlog of invoicing or yeah you're just putting yourself under or the you, you've got enough. too much work on and you're trying to or you had a ceiling of time yeah, and it's you like need yeah need admin person you need another tradie on board you need so that that's probably the core of the issue so try and get to the core of the issue rather than just picking the fruit and eating it like what tree is it is it a bad apple tree because you need to Start. Or is it a delicious mango from North Queensland? <laughs> we got a mango tree in the backyard starting to fruit. So yes. Um, so no matter where you're at, just focus up on the clients. They are the most important relationship you have. Be thankful for your clients. Be appreciative for your clients. You don't have to go and buy them a ham every Christmas, but um, but you do need to to continually turn up doing excellent work with an excellent attitude. That's what you need to do. And prioritize them and know that one good client, they tell everyone. 
So it's like just keep doing the right thing, keep turning up, keep showing up with a great attitude and you'll eventually grow your client base. Yeah, 100%. So keep it, keep it really simple. Look after your clients. Look after the new clients that come on board. Focus on your clients. Should I say clients one more time? Yeah, clients. I can. Yeah. Uh, no, look after your clients. Focus on them because they are literally the lifeblood of your business. Um, and I think uh, sometimes we focus too much on finding the next nice new shiny object rather than uh, focusing on what's already in front of us. So look after your clients. Yeah, bird in the hand is better than two in the bush, you know. So, so what's in your hand right now? Who you got? And look after them. See you soon. Cheers.